up, y'all? Welcome back to Faded Truth. Before you do anything, like, share, and subscribe. And today I have Mr. Gabriel Flores Jr. on the show. How you feeling over there? Feeling great. So, uh, top-ranked boxer, pro boxer. What are we, 21 and 0 right now? 20 and 0 right now. 20 and 0. Okay, 0. I thought the last one was 21. We're, we're going to speak it into existence. Okay. We're going to be 21 and 0. You got your gloves on. Feeling great. Let's see the... Uh, let's see the the ice there. Yeah, a little Joel. Well, this this was my first piece ever that I got, and then this is the one of my newer pieces. This one represents my city, Stockton, born and raised. I'm looking at this pinky ring though. Like, what's oh, this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that you should know, look you, like it's gonna hurt. You gotta you gotta look the part. You gotta look the part. That's all it is. You see the camera right there. Make sure they can see it. It's the logo on the top. Is my logo. Then on the side. We got my promotional company, and on the other side, my city, Stockton. I'm big on my city. I'm always repping wherever I'm at. And around my logo, it says, all hustle, no luck. Nice. Not the bottom, that's my team name, G-Squad. Oh, shit, you got that whole thing blinged up. Oh, it's customized. <laughs> you know what you do. Okay, so you started boxing at age seven? Age seven. All right, age I know you were seven. watching your brother um, box as well growing up, and that kind of got you into thinking, yeah. maybe I could fuck around with this? Or yeah, well, my dad trained my brother and the other father trained his son and so two weeks when it came by and they they fought each other with headgear and gloves and then they went at it was it in was like a uh, actual backyard, thing or backyard, backyard. okay just backyard. <laughs> just i'm already picturing it <laughs> and so uh they got into it and my brother did pretty good and uh my pop looked at my brother like, hey you want to continue this so yeah and so that's how i started and i was a little kid in the garage watching them and i got interested and ever since then, when I started, I started fighting. I never looked back. Were you a bad kid? Like, were you fighting kids regardless? I, I was pretty hot-headed. Because if you're starting back, boxing at seven, it's you like know. you don't really get into, like, fighting until you're, like, you know, in your yeah. teens or early. So it's yeah. like, at this point, you already have hands. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> growing, growing up in Stockton, you know, I mean, it's a tough city. High gang activity. And uh, it's a tough spot to be in, Northern California overall. So, yeah, I, I grew up pretty rough. So that's why boxing, I was just so attracted to it. Right. Uh, fighting was just second, second nature. I mean, there'd be kids in the garage with gloves they found, and they'll be fighting with those. And they're not even a fan of boxing. Them, they're just some badass kids always trying to fight. That's just how the city was. Uh, so I was brought up tough for sure. But uh, so when I saw boxing, I just got attached to it. But I was always raised around it. I was always raised around right, boxing. Your dad's a a pro boxing coach? Can uh, I call him that? Yeah, or how? Yeah. It's his title. Yeah, now he is. But, uh, <laughs> he was always senior. A, he was always a big fan. Paz was always a big fan of flying to Vegas to watch the fights. Okay. So uh, it was always around me. My birthdays got cut short because there was fights at the house. <laughs> <laughs> we used to watch them on like the black box. So like, you oh, know, yeah. the legal cable box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. Know about. So my dad was like, he had the bag in the garage mm -hmm. and you know he would always make me hit when i was little and then we'd have these fight parties every friday and like that's like my memories of boxing growing up so now today like i still box just for like cardio yeah with like my friends who are in mma or whatever and they'll just hold mitts for me it's, it's a um, great workout but i love it yeah great workout yeah. do you remember your first fight i do my first uh my first sparring my first sparring was in la uh my brother was sparring this was before i asked my pops to box uh, my brother's sparring and everything, and I asked my pops, hey, I want to get in there. And my pops just kind of like laughed at me. Like, like not yet. All right. Because I never trained or nothing. It's just something I wanted to do real fast. And uh, I was like, nah, for real, I want to get in the ring. I want to spar. He's like, all right, let's see then. And like, oh, they don't got nobody for you. They don't got nobody uh, your size. 
or nothing. I was like, all right, I don't care. I'll still fight. And he looked at he just he said, all right. So I went in with a kid like three years older than me, super heavier, old chunky. He was my ass. He was my ass. He had heart though. Yeah. And uh, but my pop said that's what did that stuck with him. Like he saw me like I could take it and I still was trying to fight back. And uh, I told him I want to do it again. And so that's what stuck with him. So the the heart, because that's something you really can't teach. Yeah. That's why I say you can't teach drive. You can't teach like hustle and this mentality of like wanting to like grind mm -hmm. and put yourself in these positions a lot of people wouldn't yeah. you know because that's how people get successful is doing things that other people didn't do yeah but that's it's hard to put yourself in that state if you didn't grow up in a state of like survival mode mm -hmm. or trauma or have anything happen to you like people don't aren't like they're not designed that way you know what i mean so said perfectly said perfectly okay so you were winning amateur fights at age 12 and then you had a 91-7 amateur record? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you fought over 100 fights as an amateur? Well, uh, yeah, I have some. Some were counted. But uh, all the ones on record, I fought 98 times. But uh, I fought more than 100 times, way more than 100 times. But uh, a lot of people don't see that back, that back story, that background, the amateurs, because, I mean, they look at it like, whoa, this boy who just came on TV on ESPN like that. Me and Pops was traveling like three hours on school days three hours on school days, Salinas or Bakersfield and back. So that's six hours on the road there and back. And uh, there was nobody houses helping us paying gas, hotels sometimes, uh, flights to Kansas City, because a lot of the big tournaments you had to go to were out of state. Uh, Kansas City and all that, so the hotels, rental cars. So there's so much me and Pops had to grind, grind through. Is there like a, a rank to like, all right, after you fight 50 amateur, now you can turn pro? Or like, how does it work? I feel like you at least have to have 100. Is there an age limit? Uh, you start at eight. They're the youngest you can start is eight years old. As an amateur? As an amateur. Wow. Yeah, but you could get in the ring as far as young as right. anybody's watching you. <laughs> right. <and they> as <laughs> long as the babysitter lets you. Yeah, yeah. But um, a lot of people, man, you'd be surprised they have like 300 amateur fights before they go pro. So 100 is pretty average. It's pretty average. Uh, so yeah, it says a lot, but I, I could have got a lot more in. So some titles that you did win, we have the Junior Olympics, National Silver Gloves, Ringside World Championships, you were on the USA boxing team. Yeah. This is all as an amateur? All as an amateur. Wow. Yeah. And this is just you playing like five fights or is it a tournament like a bracket? Uh, it depends what tournament it is. Like Silver Gloves tournament, that was a bracket. It was a four month long tournament. And that was the toughest one because you got to have months? four months. What the fuck? You got to hold that weight right. for all those four months. And I was a kid when I was doing that. So your body grew. <laughs> so if your body grew and shit, you just got to make sure you find a way to uh, make the weight. It went for, and it was during the worst times possible. November through February. There's Thanksgiving, there's Christmas, right. New the Year's. Right, the like, So they, they did it at the worst times possible. For That's crazy that you have that like dedication and like in your head mentally from such a young age? Cause right now you're what, 21? Uh, 20. 20, I'll you're be, not even 21 yet? 21 in May. <laughs> so when's your birthday? Uh, May 1st. Nice, okay, happy almost birthday. When you're 15, 16 and you're on a weight loss or a mm. diet plan or a training, you know what I mean? Like kids just wanna have fun and eat and yeah. like go out. So you had to be strict even like when you were hanging out with your friends and stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, this boxing stuff, uh, it took a lot away from my childhood even. A lot of way, but uh, I always seen the big picture. I know what I wanted to be ever since I was a kid. Uh, people ask me what I want to be. They never got no other answer other than a boxer. So I always knew what I wanted, and I knew it wasn't going to be easy. So I know what I was getting myself into. So um, when did you go to Russia? What was that? I was 15 years old, 2015. Uh, I was in Russia for 17 days. 
it was crazy. A great experience, but I'm telling you, it was a world tournament. So I was out there with with all the other countries around Russia. It was a world tournament. But let me tell you, they don't like the United States. Nobody out there, they treat right. us like dirt. But yeah, when I was out there, man, uh, I actually ate breakfast by myself one time because uh, a lot of people, my team, they all eat together. And then what happened was there was something wrong with my fighting book. Everybody got a fighting book, but something was going wrong with mine's. And so I ate later than everybody else's. And so I, I went in the breakfast room and ate by myself around all these countries. Everybody eats in the same room. And like when I walked in, I could it got dead silent, and I could see like feel everybody just staring at me. Like I had the tracksuit. <laughs> so you just repping your colors, yeah. and they're just like Baby. not about it. Yeah, oh, they they hated it. They looked at me like to look at on their faces. So yeah, I mean they we even almost got kicked off the bus to travel to the arena. Wow. Yeah. So so what was the outcome of that? Did you win the, that fight? Well, it was five fights? fights. It was a whole tournament. Uh, I went all the way to the finals, and uh, I came up short. But it was a great experience. I mean, I felt like when a lot of people did, I mean, even like the government rushed, like they, they gave me flowers, apologizing and all that because they thought I won the fight. But I wasn't, I look back on it, just a great experience because in the amateurs, you're going through all trial and fail. You know, you're trying your best to get ready for the pros for the next step. The amateurs means a lot, but that's where you learn. That's where you want to make all your mistakes and all that. So we're your pro debut, May 5th, 2017, yeah. right? You're 17 years old. In your pro debut. Yeah. I, what's the record for like the youngest pro boxer? Uh, in Mexico, you could go pro at 15. Okay. So, but uh, that's the thing. So, a lot of people go pro early, right? I got signed at 16. I was signed, so I sat on the shelf because you got to be at least 17 to fight in Texas and Nevada. So uh, I could have fought in Mexico and done all that, but people go there for a quick win. Uh, you don't even really get paid sometimes when you fight in Mexico. Okay. You pay to fight. So I didn't want to take that route. Not knocking anybody that did take that route. Uh, everybody got a different path, but that wasn't mine. So, um, man, uh, it was crazy. I fought in Reno, not too far from my hometown, Stockton, California. I was just so juiced. Like, a lot of people asked if I was nervous. I wasn't nervous at all. People asked why I not, but uh, it's because I seen all this happen before. I, I envisioned everything I've done before I've done it. I always seen myself doing it. So I feel like I was made for this. I was born for this. So there's no reason to be nervous. I just enjoyed everyone. I mean, like before the ring walk, people taking pictures of me right, right there before my fight. Do you have a thing when you come out, like an entrance that you do? Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a song. Uh, I always have different songs and all that. But it was crazy. Like everybody was around me before my ring walk and like taking pictures with me. And you had the most tickets sold out out of all the fighters oh, there, right? By At far, your pro? By far. By far. And how, why do you think that you have that much support? Was it all family? Was it like? Uh, it's just Stockton. Stockton by itself. Okay, Every, so the city came out to the support city, you. The city rocked wow. me hard. I always put my city on my back. And like I said, Stockton's a tough area. So when they see something good, they go behind it tough. Right. And uh, they know the energy they put me in, put in me, I'm putting them. So why did you come to Vegas? For bigger and better things. Uh, I needed, uh, I knew the bigger competition was coming. And I wanted to be ready for it before it even came. The people's mistake is they want to get ready for something when it's here. They don't want to prepare prepare for it before it comes. Right. See, that's the thing. And um, we knew, like I said, this is my life. Boxing is what I do. So if I want to be the best, I got to make those sacrifices. I love to stay in Stockton where I'm comfortable with all my family and friends and all that. But I got to make the sacrifice to be here. And when I'm here, it's nothing but business. Like a lot of people think I'm 
having a good well, time. It's I'm, not, Vegas, yeah. I'm eating at dinners, <laughs> all that, you know. But I'm I'm grinding over here. I'm making right. connections. I mean, well, a lot of people come here with a purpose. Yeah. You know, like I've talked to a lot of different creatives and athletes, artists, and people will literally move to Vegas for a bigger purpose. So it's mm-hmm. like once you get here, like you're not fucking around because yeah. some people have kids, some people have family back home. You know what I mean? People that they wouldn't leave otherwise unless they were here to complete complete this goal. I know you said your father uh, father was a boxing trainer. And he basically said that uh, he he bonded with you on this to keep you out of the streets. Yeah. So he grew up tough life, yeah. went to prison, decided this wasn't for him, yeah. and then kind of switched it around. And so he didn't want you to take the same path of the whole falling into the gangs and all that stuff. So, you know, basically your passion was good for him because he's like, all right, this is easy. I know, you know what I mean? Like, I already yeah. know how to keep him grounded, right? The chemistry was good. But uh, it, it's just tough in city. It's so easy to get in trouble. You got to make sure you have some type of guidance, somebody around you to be straight. Because if you're not... And that's a blessing because most big, people big don't blessing. have it. And that's why they end up in those situations, you know, because sure. they don't have that support system. Educate your kids, bring up yes. your kids right, and then they're going to change the world because yeah, now they're going to the, teach. The youth is the future. Right. Like, before all this COVID hit, I was in Stockton uh, doing assemblies for kids, talking to them, trying to get in their head. Youth is the future. So I tell them, about making the wrong decisions, uh, thinking about goals, because those kids in Stockton, they think they don't got any chance. They feel like they're limitless and all that, but I, I'm here to show them that you can do whatever you want. It's just the odds are stacked against you, of course, but that don't mean you can't do it. So I was there just, just to tell them and show them, like, you got all the opportunities in the world. You just got to go out there and get it, grind it, pray. So what do you think is the worst injury that you've caused somebody so far in the sport? <laughs> Just just in sparring, uh, I broke somebody's nose and like I felt I, I knew probably what they have an insurance or anything like that, so I just offered one half a mile. You know what I mean? You broke his nose and then paid for it. Yeah, I tried. He didn't let me. Well, done, you know, of course uh, he like he prideful as yeah. shit. He's like, get away. From me. <laughs> I've done that a couple times. I've done that a couple times. So I'm I mean, sorry, this, this I'll pay for it. This shit is brutal. You know, I mean, and even growing up, like. I used to spar, and I there's girls that always want to spar. And never With liked, you? Yeah, and I never liked sparring girls. And uh, one time, I, I had no choice. We drove all the way to Fresno. There, our 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 sparring canceled, and so uh, I jumped in the ring with a girl. But I didn't throw one punch. <laughs> I swear, I felt like, and then my, my pops was like, "Hey man, come on, you got to do something." I'm not saying hit her hard, but you got to do something. Like, and I threw one jab. I swear, <laughs> one jab, and she just ran into it. Like crazy, and she started bleeding. <laughs> I was like, oh, I felt, I felt like the worst human being alive at that point. And so, You're like, see, this is why yeah. I didn't want to touch her. <laughs> yeah, I knew something bad was gonna happen. And what about you? What do you think is the worst injury you've gotten to yourself? Man, uh, I hurt my hand real bad in Russia, uh, real bad, where I had to see a doctor and all that. Uh, they tried to pop it back in place, but it was killing me, and uh. And uh, I was fighting with it. It'd be when it hurt it, I was still throwing it, throwing it because I was, <coughs> that was my way to win. I, I was suffering while I was in Russia. It was throbbing, hurting. Even when they were like my, swollen when they're wrapping it. Yeah, when they wrap it, it'll hurt. So I had to I had to go through it. I had to try my best. So uh, I remember, like in boxing, who got in trouble for putting the things in their gloves? Uh, a few people. Cause they have to check them, right? Like yeah, when you check weigh them. in and all that. You when you get your hand wrapped in the in the dressing room, they watch you. The commission signs off on the wrap. Okay. They sign off on the glove. There's always ways around it, man. People do that. People do steroids. I mean. So what's the drug policy in boxing? 
Uh, Do they test you every show or? They te they test me every time I fight before I get in the ring. Right but before? Once, once, yeah, but once you get a world title and all that, they do random drug testing. Because you're playing with people's lives in there. It's dangerous enough already. What's the biggest, uh, I guess, risk with boxing? Is it that you're going to, like, get an aneurysm in your brain? People or like die from what's, this. Yeah, like, you know? how what happens? It's because you're hitting the temple? Like, what, what happens? I mean, your head's not made to be getting punched. <laughs> you know, like this. All day, head snapping blows. And all this happens from sparring. I mean, like... Sparring, there's no eyes. It's just the coaches. And people be sparring people like 40, 50 pounds heavier than them. Mm. And just taking that ass whipping. Right. Boom. Day after day, day after day. And you're, you're, it's just building up. All this doesn't happen off of one night. It builds up. And next thing you know, you go into a boxing fight with no headgear and all that. Then boom. Do you think you have any side effects so far from boxing? Thank as God. As far as mentally no. feeling no. any type of like loss of memory? I know or... a lot of people do. Okay. I know a lot of people that do. Because I know me, football no. players, they get like CTE. Yeah, that's just real. I'm getting hit. So I didn't know if there was like a special a thing that boxers normally get. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, Pops taught me how to, Pops taught me defense before he taught me how to punch. So, <laughs> Good job, Pop. Yeah. So that was the big thing on it. Because if you don't you got no defense, that could most definitely happen. When you're doing your fights, what's your um, kind of diet and your training plan that you're doing? Do you get like, hey, like say somebody says we're going to fight. Your next fight is coming up. How how soon is it? Is it like in a couple months? Like, do you just book them right away, or do you have to sit, like literally plan and kind of like train yourself? After a fight, I always got I know a good range where I'm gonna fight. Like right now, I know I'm gonna fight like in July. Okay. So I'm always gonna be ready, ready and prepared. Uh, my diet: chicken breast, salmon. Uh, so rarely, sometimes steak with white rice. It's repetitive over and over. Eggs with uh, with a uh, spinach and mushroom. Uh, sometimes a little uh, English muffin. I gotta lose a lot of weight for boxing. Do you? What's yeah. your like? Uh... I fight at one thirty. Is that a lightweight? Yeah, title? It's, it's super featherweight. Super or featherweight. They, it's either super featherweight or junior lightweight. They got two names. For me. Oh, they call it featherweight because it's light. You're light, like you're... I guess. Yeah. <laughs> light as a feather. <laughs> I go all the way up to like one fifty. Sometimes one fifty five. One time I've been higher. So How much I, you weigh now? Right now uh, I dropped to one fifty. Okay. So, but by the time I fight, I got to be at 130. Wow. So that hot yoga does help a lot with my weight loss. And then how long are you training for? So now, say you're fighting in July. Are you in the gym every I'm day? I'm in the gym. Every day? I'm is it, you doing two a days? Like what, how does your training, two, sometimes sparring three days. schedule? Sometimes three days. Uh, I wake up in the morning. It's boxing. I always start off the day with boxing. And then uh, I get a, a run in the middle of the day. And then at night, I do hot yoga. Uh... Track days. Track days, I'll wake up in the morning, I'll do track, and uh, I'll probably try to fit yoga in the middle of the day because I always run at night. I always train boxing at night when I got track in the morning. We always got a set schedule. We always know what I'm going to do. You're just literally like, like this is your life. This is what I live. This, this is, is what this I do. This is why you're here. It's, and this is no why choice. you're Vegas, right? I got no choice but to make it or not. Right. So we got to make it happen. I know you had some like tragic things happen with you with um, your mom getting shot in your hometown. Yeah. Um, can you tell me what happened with that? Well, um, I was I was 12 years old on my way to my mom's house, and uh, on there I calling her, making sure that she's home for when I get dropped off, and she's not answering. So I call my sister, and she's all crying, telling me, "Oh, mom's shot." So right there, I'm I'm like, "What? What happened? I'm tripping." Put up to the hospital, and yeah, man. Uh, sure enough, she didn't make it. Um, after that, man, I was dying, and pops was telling me, "You know what? There's a tournament coming up. It's good." 
take it off, rest. Get your money collected. I was like, nah, I got to keep this going. You know, uh, I got to keep on fighting my mom's name. So uh, I went to that tournament. It was only like a month after my mom passed. So I just, that's what helped me deal with it, boxing, family, and prayers. And that's what helped me deal with it. And to this day, when I fight, I come out with my mom's shirt. What uh, do you think, like, was the hardest part about grieving? Because that's a really big loss. And that's a really man, big just, way to lose her, you Yeah. Know? Just waking up every day and not, you know, I mean, that's somebody that's part of your everyday basis, your everyday routine. And uh, just waking up every day was part of it, you know, not knowing that she's not there because you get reminded of it. Every time you wake up. Every time when I was a kid thinking of right. calling her, oh, damn. You know, it was just my sister and brothers because they're twins. You know, that she had, she had me and the twins. And so being around them was just like, I feel like I had to be strong for them. Right. You know what I mean? Even though I was the youngest one, I feel like I took the burden. I'm going to take care of them now. You know, like I always want to take care of my moms because moms are struggling. Man, I had to grow fast. So I was like, it's time to get to work. Since then, it's time to get to work. That's just what was all on my mind. You said that boxing was like a really big therapeutic thing for you, right? Big time. Big time. Like your that's, outlet. That's where I was lost. I'm in my own world. I felt comfortable. Uh, and when I'm boxing, I feel like I'm doing what I want just because I'm so fluent with it. And you also have like a different style of boxing, I feel like, because mm. when I was watching, you were just like wailing on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was like yeah. a cross between fighting and boxing I felt mm -hmm. like so well, is that your style yeah. or <laughs> I say uh, a great fighter has gears you gotta shift gears so what happened was I'm gonna, I'm gonna run you through that whole fight the first three rounds I was feeling him out boxing jabbing moving around him seeing what he does good so what he doesn't do good and then come to the fourth fifth and sixth round I already seen what I had out of him so it was time to take over because he didn't have nothing for me and so that's exactly what I did. And uh, I dropped him. And once I dropped him, he was hurt. He was shaking. He couldn't stand right. He was moving. So I was like, I just got to touch him. He's out of here. So that's why you see me go <laughs> all ballistic and go crazy. And so, that, so that's why you saw that side of me. You know, uh, a great fighter always got scared. You'll see a different side of him in different situations. Okay. So um, before you get into the ring, I know you said you wear your mom's shirt. Are you praying? Are you like saying a prayer in the back room or with your coaches or... Yeah. Uh, now, now it's more of a uh, shout to my cut man, Capatio. He he helped me make it more of a family thing. All the, all of us in the back, we all come together and pray now. Before it was just me. Okay. Before he was around, but uh, he's really uh, I wouldn't say religious, but we believe in God and all that. He does it with me, and he brought nice. the rest of the people part of it. So now we all do it together. But I used to always do it before and after in the ring. Before I even celebrated or anything, I try to get on my knees and pray before I even. And acknowledge myself or anything else. I hear a lot of athletes tell me, um, like this, you know, I smell blood when I get in there. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm like, how do you just get in and fuck this person up? Like MMA fighters, boxers, like how do you just get in and just start fucking people up? Like, do you feel bad? Like, you know what I well, mean? Their family's watching, like yeah. some kids is watching sometimes. Like, I look, I look, but it's like, that's your paycheck. Yeah, I look at him and I say, he's trying to take food off my table. He's trying to make sure me and my family don't eat. Right. So that's just how I got to look at it. And that's you, why like at the weigh-ins, I don't even shake the fighter's hand. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people look at me at first was like tripping, like, hey man, that's not cool. But I was like, hey man, right now he's my enemy. If I shake his hand, I don't even mean that. Right. So it's not even I'm genuine. not a fake person. So why would I do it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a hundred. You're going to get what you see. So I don't even shake I, their hand. Yeah, right? That's I what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm tripping. 100%. And then after, do you guys... Oh, you sport got, me you're shit cool, to right? the fullest. <laughs> sport me shit to the fullest. Let's go get a drink. Let's <laughs> <laughs> hang out. Yeah, I Sorry I broke your nose. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, that. So is there a competitor that you think that you might have to get more prepared for, you know, before you get into the ring? Like, if- there, there, There's just world champions, just that word by itself. World, world champion? The people that are champions right now. And, uh, you would fight a world champion yeah, as a what, pro? That's what I'm looking for right now. Oh, uh, okay. Later on uh, this year, I should get my title shot. See, right now, I'll be down for it to be my next fight. But the thing is, it don't really... It, it don't exactly work like that. Uh, you got to get your way up there. You're ranked up there. And I'm already up there. So it's their decision. But what I got to do is put their backs to, against the wall where they don't have a choice but to fight me. So that's that's the angle I'm looking at. And so uh, I'm going to fight July. Probably some guy named Andrew Conceal that was a former world champion but lost his title. And after I beat him, then I'll fight for the title that he lost. The guy that got that guy, Andrew Conceal's title, is his name is uh, Roger Gutierrez. So um, after I beat Andrew Conzio, I would love to fight for the title and get him in the ring. Nice. But uh, like I said, I'm working the angle. That's the best way to get it is to beat him first because uh, it was his world title and he lost we're it. We're tactical with it. Yeah. <laughs> we know yeah. what Everything's a strategy. For. Everything's a strategy. <laughs> You're about to be 21. Just crazy because at 20... I was a hot mess, okay? <laughs> so it's so crazy that you're so young and so successful already. So I want you to like really understand that because I know probably people tell you that all the time. Yeah. Hey, like I wish, you know, I was 20 again or whatever. But like you really have to take advantage of this next decade of like you putting yourself on the map because yes. you've already done a lot. But in 10 years, like where do you want to see yourself? Shit. 10 years, I'm, I'm looking at already being fully loaded. Retiring. I want to have the option to retire or not. Okay. You know, uh, make sure, like, I put myself in a great position. My pops did. I'm signed with uh, Jay Prince, the guy that was uh, Floyd Mayweather's manager. And he set him up beautiful. You see how Floyd's living right now. So uh, I got the right people around me to make sure that happens. Okay. So, um, and, and when you're done, like like you said, you want to retire. Do you want to open wanna, up your own boxing gym or help uh, kids? Or, like, what? what's your next step with as far as, like, staying in the community? Because boxing is going to be your life regardless if yeah. you're fighting or not, right? Yeah, for sure. I haven't really figured out how exactly I'm going to stay in boxing. But uh, for sure, I'm going to have my own gym and all that. I always go back to Stockton and uh, visit the gyms. Like, my own, I still, I got a gym in Stockton right now. The first thing I did when I landed in Cali was go to the gym and check out the, the youth and help them out, hit mats with them, making sure, teach them, give them tips, anything I can do, just to see them come up. But uh, after, right after my boxing career, I looked uh, to be an actor. Really? Yeah. Yes. Keep on making money, you know, uh, Vegas have you shit, acted in anything there. yet? I haven't. I haven't because right now my main goal is boxing. This, right. I can't be an actor if I don't get this right. So this is the first to <clears throat> open up the doors to that. Okay, nice. That's mm. cool. So what do, what do you think is your best advice for fighters? Young, old, whatever. Study tape. Look at tape. Uh, make sure you live this because this is not to be played with. Uh, this is me 24-7, 365. This is what I live. This is what I do. So watch boxing. Learn from it. Always learn. Don't be stubborn. Don't be hard-headed. You got to be the totally opposite of that if you want to be good. Because you always got more to learn no matter how good you are. To this day, like right now, like like people tell me, like you said, oh, you're successful. I, I look at that. I ain't done a damn thing yet. Mm-hmm. I ain't done nothing. Well, that's what fucking people that have that grind in them do. Because like we're all the hardest on ourselves. Because yeah. we're like, oh, no, no, no. The bigger picture is like, you're not yeah, even for ready sure. for that. You got to right? be your biggest critic. Exactly. By far. So. Um, but you have to remember to celebrate your small accomplishments. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you look back at your fucking card and you're like, damn, I did 104 fucking amateurs. And, yeah. you know, how many pro fights have you done so far? Uh, 20. So the fact that you haven't lost once yet, like, and how many knockouts did we have in that? Seven. Seven knockouts. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 
I mean, you have to just feel great, right? Yeah, I'm blessed. I always say I'm blessed and grateful, but I need more. <laughs> you know, shout out to my city, man. My city's big. I love my city. Uh, yeah, they supporting the me. shit out of you. I mean, I fought in Stockton Arena. Over 10,000 people came out. Uh, I saw the arena out. Wow. Crazy. Uh, the, I mean, they had pictures of my mom in the crowd, so it just shows how much they're down for me. You know what I mean? And how much I'm down for them. So it, it just goes both ways. Uh, shout out to Lovaldi, my sponsor. Big time sponsor right there. Always showing love. And when you said you're cut guy, is this the guy that puts Vaseline on you? Vaseline. Uh, <laughs> we were just talking about this. If it's swollen, he what? makes sure it goes down. <laughs> how does the Vaseline, like what in it, it just stops the bleeding? Or? No, 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 no. So the Vaseline is to prevent that. So like say if my dry skin, if I get hit, I could get cut. And more, right. But if I got Vaseline, it could more slide off. And what do they put on after your, like when you're cut, what are they putting on there? Is that Vaseline too? Oh, uh, I don't know. You gotta, <laughs> I don't know. Nothing about oh, you don't that. know what they're putting mm. on you? Mm-mm. Every time, you know, when you go on the corner and they're like, well, I haven't been cut yet. So uh, I what do you seen, mean? I haven't been cut yet. You've never been cut on I, your face? I, I got to stay pretty. I got, I don't get hit. <laughs> you watch my fights. I don't get touched like that. Game. So. You've never been cut never been on cut. your face. Thank God. In your whole time whole since you were career. seven till now. Till now. Damn. That's a trophy. Whoever. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> trying trying to get to Someone's trying to get to your pretty face. Yeah. <laughs> ain't going to happen. I got to use this as long as I can. Okay. <laughs> I can't be having Pretty no scars. Face privilege. Right. I need the privilege for as long as I can, okay? <laughs> I appreciate you being here. We're going to look for your upcoming fights in, uh, you said July, right? July. Is that going to be in Vegas? Uh, the chances are good that will be in Vegas. Okay. But I'll for sure be on ESPN again. Until next time, guys. Peace. She that came out the gutter, me, my mother, and my brother. The stove in the kitchen was heat for the winter. Refrigerator was the cold in the summer. 1900 block of Mabe Sav. Getting money, shit is straight cash. Back then it was the good life. Nowadays you need a gang pass. If you ain't legit, then you can't pass. Them young boys playing gang tag.